We believe the message you're about to listen to will greatly impact your life richly. Remain blessed as you listen. Hallelujah. Our DDD reading today says honor. Huh? So before I start anything, I will give honor to whom honor is due. Please join me to put your hands together for our lead pastor, a woman of God. I don't know what you see when you see her. Maybe you only see physical beauty. I see the anointing of the Lord. I see the grace of God. I see the power of God. I see the wisdom of God. It's not easy to gather these people and shepherd them. Try it. To lead 10 people is struggle. But to lead hundreds, close to 10 years now, please celebrate grace. Celebrate grace. And all the pastors, all my leaders, please celebrate them. Men and women who travail in the place of prayer and labor in the world. As men who will give account for our souls, please celebrate them. And lastly, please celebrate yourself. Celebrate yourself. Celebrate yourself. Clap. You are already blessed. You are already blessed. Even before the word comes, you are blessed. Now turn to your neighbor and celebrate them for me. Clap for them. Clap for them. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. You are welcome to church once more. If you don't mind, see, keep standing. We are going to do one exercise together. This is the style of my father and the Lord. When everyone wants to preach, sometimes just say everybody stand. Let us read the scripture together. So we are going to read the scripture together. We continue our series on spiritual maturity. Our lead pastor started this a couple of weeks back. And we started from the book of Ephesians chapter 4. So I'm not going to read the whole of the chapter. We're going to start from verse 20 and we're going to read together. Media, please help us. Ephesians chapter 4. We're going to start from verse 20 and read together. Are you ready? Go. One, two, three, go. But that... Uh-uh, uh-uh, media, calm down for Jesus. 20. One, two, three, go. But you have not so learned Christ. Next. If indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning the former conduct, the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. Please stop. Please stop for now. This is where we make the mistake. We see the pattern in scriptures. We will say we will recreate our own. It will not work. He said the first thing you need to do that you need to first put off the old man, his ways, his works, his speech, his behaviors, his laws, that is desires. He said then renew the spirit of your mind. So mind gets spirit. And then put on the new man. We like concussion. So we like to mix the old and the new. And skip the renewal in the middle. It will not work. That's what this scripture is saying. Put it off first. Let's go back and continue reading from where we stopped. Next verse. Let's go. One, two, three, everybody. Therefore, putting away lying, let each one of us speak the truth, what? With his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Pastor Gwemi taught us that one. Lying tongue, right? Good. Let's go. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down your wrath. Pastor Fela taught us that, right? In this series. This same series. Say, now give place to the devil. And last week, he said, let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good. Pause. So you can work with your hand what is good, or work with your hand what is bad. Not all ozu is ozu. Ozu that is dirty is not good labor. So don't say, I will ozu it and come and give God tight. God is not broke, He doesn't need your money. It's rotting money. He knows it. You know it. We may not know it. Pastors, we accept it. We will bless you. The blessing doesn't stay. And that's why people think God is a scam. You can't scam God. You go and bring dirty money. Pastor, bless you. The blessing will not last. Go back to 28, please. Working with his hand, what is... Let's continue. 
that he may have something to give who has need. Our emphasis today is verse 29. So please, let's read together. He said, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearer. Put your hands together for Jesus and please sit down. This series is a very vital one. And I bless God that the Lord put it in the heart of our lead pastor to start this series on spiritual maturity. I know you don't like those words. You rather have financial prosperity. I know that what you want to hear is how to blow without having to work. I know. How to keep rising, how to sack your boss. Nothing wrong. Everything is good. There is a place for everything. Oh, you're not ready, book. There is a place and time for everything. The season we are in, this is what we need. So God had laid it on our heart because it's vital. If you don't know what's going on, I try to keep in touch. It looks as if they just opened another door in hell and just released some new demons and channeled them to earth now. The Bible says the devil knows that his time is short. So he's angry. He's motivated. He's horning. We used to read about bestiality. People sleeping with animals. Now it's coming closer home. Oh, you don't know something is happening. The end is close. So this is the time that God is waiting to raise people he will send into the field to go and harvest. Because the trumpet will soon blow. I know it's, it's been long, you heard. Trumpet blow. I'm not talking about saxophone. I'm talking about rapture. So, just before it happens, we need to do much more work and get into the field. But you, there are some errands you cannot run if you are seeing baby level. Mm-mm. There is no way. I love my, my child too much. I cannot send a three-year-old to go and drive a car because there is emergency. He can't run that errand. Does it change the fact that it's my child? No, it doesn't. But there are certain assignments I will never be able to commit to him. And because I can't commit some assignments to him, I can't release some resources to him. So we want to jump the queue. There is a process in the school of maturity. And that's why we cannot afford to be this slow. Many of us have been in church for years. It looks as if we have been frozen in, into the childhood state. We refuse to mature. I'm not saying something we are not familiar with. In this kingdom, we are not at the same level. Don't let anybody deceive you. There are people, the Bible, I didn't call it. The Bible called babes. They are still children of God. Children of God. But they are babes. Like this. They may be adults in real life, but in the spiritual realm, they are wearing their past. They need somebody to check and remove their, their past. They need somebody to guess why they are crying. Because they cannot communicate in the spiritual realm. A baby is just crying, crying. Hungry, crying. Feeling sleepy, crying. Feeling awake, crying. Dapper, wet, crying. So they, they are not able to use their senses properly. They are still God's children. They will still enjoy the basic things that God gives his children. But he will not send them on certain areas for their own sake and for the integrity of his name. First John chapter 2. If we start from verse 12, it says, I write to you, children. It says, for your sins are forgiven. Not for your sake, for his name's sake. He said, I write to you, fathers. He said, because you have known him who is from the beginning. That is, you have relationship. When he talks, you know. Before he talks, you know. Like David. Before he says, it's a nice idea to have a temple. You know it. You picked it in the spiritual realm. You are a father. Like Abraham. He didn't ask God. God, tell me what you are doing. God said, no, it's not good. I will do something. I will not tell him. Father. 
He said, I write to you, young men, because you have overcome the wicked one. Young men or sons, that is the level where you begin to have victory. You have read James 4, 7. You have understood. He said, submit yourself, therefore, unto God, and resist the devil, and he will flee from you. You have reached that stage where you understand that you have rights when you submit to him, and then he gives you power to resist the devil. But to children, in verse 12, he said, because your sins are forgiven. That's same first John. He said, I write these things to you, little children, my little children, that you do not sin. But if you sin, we like that second part. But if you sin, we have an advocate in the Father, the man Jesus Christ, who pleads for you. It is true. But if you remain at that level of children, you'll be rising and falling in sin. Every time you see children in scripture, there are things you see around them. Sin is one of them. Oh, is it normal? Is it expected? Oh, yes, it is. Do sons, do fathers fall? Yes. Think of it this way. You have an 11 month old that is learning how to walk. You have another child that is 10 years old. And you have another son that is 40 years old. Among the three, who is likely to fall the most? If you count the number of times, they fall down physically in a year. Who? The babe. It is his level. He's learning to walk. It is expected that he will rise and fall. And that's why we more mature Christians should have more understanding when we see new believers rising and falling in sin. That is their level. And that's why this scripture was written to them. He said, don't worry. Be encouraged. You will overcome it. Why? See your elder brothers. See the daddies. They have overcome it. You will overcome it. These things that easily trip you, you will overcome them. Oh, do sons also fall? Yes. Your 10-year-old falls. If they run faster than they should, you are not getting me. When you run outside of the principles, you too will fall. When you run without looking, without discernment, you will fall. Do adults also fall? Oh yes, they fall once in a while. But they have mastered the wisdom of walking slowly, walking in his steps. Stop this baby thing. It's not going to help the kingdom. Churches today, we want to preach messages in the higher curriculum of spirituality so that we can do things that are bigger. But we cannot because there are too many babies. If we do it, the bone will cross their throats. We can only feed people milk. So you go to our churches, respectfully speaking, we cannot teach the advanced things. If we teach it, half of the people will go. Jesus tried it. Half of the people left him. He preached a hard message. They left his bone. He had to come to the level. He said, there are many things I want to tell you. But you can't understand now until my partner comes and starts dwelling inside of you. He will remind you of what I taught you and he will lead you into all truth. Hebrews chapter 5. If you start from verse 12. The writer of Hebrews, he said, by the time that you ought to be teachers, you still need somebody to be teaching you elementary things. See, that's not right. We want to be able to recruit people that we can send into the field to go do the work, but you are slowing us down. You are slowing us down. Genesis chapter 33. When Jacob wanted to go and meet his brother Esau after many years of running away. And Esau came and they you know, had their pleasantries. And he said, okay, guys, We've reconciled. There's no problem. You are rich and rich. God has settled both of us. You can run with me and let's go to my own territory. Jacob said, please, sir. I cannot run with you like this. He said, why? You see these children. I have children. He said, you see them, my flock. Some of them just gave birth. If we drive them at the speed at which you will run, he said they will die in one day. The church wants to go and conquer territories for God. Well, many of us, we cannot let the church run. If we run with you, somebody will, will collapse on the way. We will need an ambulance to be following us. Tell somebody, wake up. Wake up! Please preach with me this morning. Say, wake up! You can't stay at this level for life! Hebrews chapter 6 from verse 1. He says, see, we've dwelt too much on this fundamental thing. Let's go on to maturity. Let's go on to more things. Leave these small, small things. Things like uh, repentance from good works, which we are doing. We're, we're talking about lying. Lying for Christians. You know why we are doing it? 
Because Christians are lying. Those were supposed to be foundational things. But we see that the foundation is not well done. Instead of putting the right material, we put things that cannot carry weight. So when small problems come, we collapse. We want to put the next block, we cannot. The foundation is weak. So we have to come back again and go to the trenches and be digging foundation again. Stop it! The things about faith. We have to be preaching faith. Uh, be angry. We have to be preaching. Don't steal. Don't steal. Christians. Why? Christians are stealing. Go and check everywhere. Christians are stealing everywhere, including in church. What does that say? The evidence is that our foundation was not well done. Many of us were not converted. We were renovated. We were refurbished. When we came to Christ, we didn't drop the old man. We didn't repent. So that's why it's a foundation. Repentance is a foundational thing. We didn't repent. We only learned the language of God bless you. Lifted. It is well. That's what we did. In our hearts, we were not convicted. We came out here to pity the pastor. When they made utter call, they said, ah, make you no know, bill. I say nobody come out to, may I help the pastor? We came out just emotionally. Or oh, my friend has come out. Let me to have a date to say, ah, on this date, I gave my life to Christ. No, you lent your life to Christ. You have taken it back after the service. And that's why today when we see you, we don't see the difference between you and the world. Please, this time is flying. Let's go back to my text. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. It says, Let no corrupt communication proceed from your mouth, but that which is good for necessary edification, that it might impart grace to who? The hearers. Let's try and break this scripture down a bit. The first word you see here is let. That is permit, allow, make it happen. It's not the same thing as you see in Genesis, let there be light. It's very different. It's not automatic like that. This one means that it is your duty. And this is in consonance with all the other ordinances we see in this same Ephesians 4, if you start from the beginning. So the apostle was giving instruction to the Ephesian church. He was writing to a church and he said, let him who is still no more. Let him who is talking trash. Stop it. Today's topic is central bank of garbage. Central bank of what? Of garbage. It's not a place called garbage. We will get to what garbage is. And what that central bank is later. So, but let no corrupt communication come from your mouth. Corrupt word. Hmm. Different versions render this very differently. Some you will see corrupt words like we have in the NKJV. You will see corrupt language. You will see unwholesome talk. Some you will see feudy talk. A couple of um, a couple of renditions. Let me check some of them. One calls it foul language. One calls it polluting polluting language. Some call it dirty talk. Some call it unawesome word. Unawesome word. That is, it has something to do with speaking, communication. Is that correct? I mentioned earlier that one of the ways you know children is by their way of life. Rising and falling. Huh? In scriptures, rising and falling means sin. One other thing you will see in scriptures, if you go to, back to that, uh, Hebrews 5, no time to read it, it talks about the diet of children. He said they, they take milk. You cannot feed them something stronger than milk. He said they only take milk. Adults sometimes will take milk, but it cannot be our main diet. It cannot be our only diet. Another way in scripture, First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11, that you know a child is by how they speak. So you are going to, after this message, place yourself somewhere in that spectrum. Child, 
son or young men, then fathers. You're going to place yourself in one of the places. Wherever you are, know that there is more. First Corinthians chapter 13 verse 11. It said, when I was a child, I spoke like a child. I understood as a child. I reasoned like a child. Said, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. I put away childish things. I remember a story long, long time ago. I know all of us are looking very beautiful now. We all grew up in very rich families. I'm not part of you. My childhood was very terrible. In my face you and slap you house, we had a lot of fun. With all the children, you know, a house, 10 rooms, 50 people. One toilet, one bathroom, everybody queuing up. That's where I grew up. On third road, unpainted house, no fence. You know, you just have gutter, you have wood on the gutter. You know what I'm talking about? There's no car. Nobody in the house can have your car. It was like it was a course. <laughs> you don't understand. So, with the children in the house, we used to have our own phone. Since we don't have PS5, no Sega, no Nintendo. So, we used to create our phone. The girls, they would say they want to cook. It's like some people did it. I'm hearing sound here. Yeah. And they would carry empty thing and be mixing nonsense. They'll be mixing garbage. And they say, it's food. Daddy and mommy, you take. It's garbage. But they don't know. We didn't know that it was garbage. It was good for us. I remember one instance, with the boys, we had our own. So what we used to do was more of experimental engineering. So we would go to the road and sweep sand and then somebody had a sieve, a net. So we will sieve the sand. And the finest of them we will keep in another bowl. There was one guy in the house then, Toby. His dad had a fridge. They were the only ones that had a fridge in our house. You know, back then they would put water in used bottles of aqua and keep it in the fridge to get cold. So he would sneak in and bring one bottle. And we would pour that cold water inside the sieved sand. And say we're drinking, Gary. I don't know how appendicitis did not kill me as a child. I don't know. I will need to ask God when I see him. We did a lot of that nonsense. Putting garbage inside our belly. We didn't know. We understood as children. We reasoned as children. Therefore, we spoke as children. What you speak comes from what you understand and how you reason. Say, let no corrupt communication. Corrupt communication. When I check the Greek word for that, they say sapros. Corrupt, sapros. Meaning rotting. Filthy. Putrefying. is decaying. You know, some of us, we see all these babambola when they come to our area with their refuse collection truck. You know that smell that comes from it? You know the smell. If you are driving behind them and God help you, didn't wind up. Your AC is not working. And you are driving behind a refuse truck. You know the way you hold your breath. That's how some angels hold their breath when some of us speak in the spiritual realm. What is coming out from our mouth is like food to them. Say, who is talking? Uh, who is talking? Food. Say, don't let rotten things come from your mouth. It's not only injurious to you, it's injurious to people in the environment. It's polluting their food. It's polluting their water. It's polluting the air they breathe because you are speaking. If what you are speaking is saprous, corrupt word. Some of us say, thank God I'm not speaking it. I'm only typing it. You know, the way scripture was written, you have to be very careful. There are times and seasons. So the writers were inspired to write divine illumination, but they had to write it in their own understanding. So they will use things that are common in their environment to write. So when he says, yeah, don't let it proceed from your mouth. He says communication. There are different channels of communication. And there, it is not just speaking. So today, in today's modern world, we don't only speak. We text corrupt communication. We call it sexting. I don't want to give examples. <laughs> but I know you know what I'm talking about. We 
use corrupt communication in stickers. You know, some of us have the habit of going to different groups. You will steal stickers that you like. And you use it for some people. Only around 12.30 a.m. And you begin the corrupt communication. Babe, what are you doing now? What are you wearing? We are laughing. Don't we do it? We send nudes. It's corrupt communication. It's not only what you speak. You communicated by that nude picture you sent. Oh, that nude and pornographic content you put on your story, you put on your WhatsApp status, is a communication. You are speaking to the world. Do you know how many people see it? You don't know. Do you know where to go? They download it. You repent and remove it. They have downloaded it. They saved it against your name. So tomorrow you want to go and preach to them. They see this, yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> see, say we know they know. They know. All kinds of communication channels, sign language. Somebody overtake you, just do like this. It's a communication. Hello? It's a communication. You use the middle finger, it's a communication. Am I, am I preaching this morning? We do it, Christians. We do it. Of course, many of us are bold enough to vocalize the F words. At every instance and with every excuse or no excuse. Sapros. It is what? Garbage. Stop it. We use all those memes. All those emojis. You know there are some emojis that we are, we are, we are, we are not used to. But some people, they know, they know where they'll find it. They will scroll back. They'll keep doing like this. Until they find they want to communicate what they want to say. Some people can talk. They can give five statements in chat without typing one thing. And you say it's not communication. It is communication. The Bible, this verse covers it. Lord, help us. What we don't get is that every communication is a two-edged sword. Just like the word of God. Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 said the word of God is quick and active. Huh? It can pierce. So can your word. So can the words that come from your mouth. They have ability to pierce, to defile or to purify. John chapter 15 verse 3. Jesus said you are already clean because of the words that I speak to you. Words have ability to purify. Matthew chapter Let's start. Let's do 15. 15, 18. Give me Matthew 15, 18. It said, By those things which proceed out of the mouth, come from the earth, and they defy a man. Please, can we read this scripture together? Everybody. One, two, three. They defy what? The words that come from your mouth, they are not given by utterance of the Spirit. They are coming from the reservoir in the central bank of garbage. The heart. They didn't fall from space. They entered first and they proceeded from your mouth. Matthew chapter 12 verse 34. Jesus himself said it. He said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If you punch a man hard enough, what is inside of him will come out through his mouth. If pressure comes on a man, if excitement comes to a man, if pleasure comes to a man, what is inside of him will come out from his mouth. Pastor Bobby was teaching us a couple of weeks that if you store lie inside, sooner or later, what will come out from your mouth will be a lie. If you store garbage inside, sooner or later, what will come out of your mouth will be garbage. Garbage in... Let me give us some categories of garbage based on this scripture. And I'm going to be using F word garbages. Am I permitted? The first F word garbage is filthiness. What did I call it? Filthiness. Give me Ephesians chapter 5. Give me verse 4. 
Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. It was giving us a prescription of how not to use the mouth and how to use the mouth. He said, don't use it for filthiness, for filthy talking. Obscene talk or communication. Indecent talk. That's where all these nudes come in. It's a communication. He said, no, that is filthy, that is dirty. The dirty midnight talks. He said, it's dirty. Stop it. Say, are you serious with your spiritual life? Stop it. Because that way you will not grow. You will not grow. When your voice is coming to heaven, they will shut the door. They say, smell, don't they come? Or smell, don't they come? They shut it. And we wonder why our prayers are not being answered. They shut it. So when you really have something good to say, they said, from that source, most of the time, almost always, what comes out is rotten smell. It's babambola smell. So they just shut everything. And we say heaven is shut. Purify me like gold. So I'm able to save my body. Is your sanctuary. Purify me like gold. So I might be bold to save my body. Is your sanctuary. Christians, we use vulgar slangs. Vulgar slangs. And you will stay in the midst of others and be spewing it. And you think you will invite them to G2G and they will follow you. They will not take you seriously. If human beings don't take you seriously, you think the demons take you seriously. Grow up, brethren. We've been on this mountain too long. We cannot continue to carry the language of Egypt. This is Canaan. We must do away with it. Everything about the old man must be left behind. When we came to the cross, leave it. That cloth may be beautiful. Leave it. Wear the new man. Renew your mind first and wear the new man. Category one. The fourth F word is filthiness, obscenities, dirty talk. Stop it. It's not compatible to where you are going. It only tells where you are coming from. Where you are being redeemed. So stop it. Learn the language of where you are going. In heaven, there's no dirty talk. There is no filthy talk. God said, nothing unclean will enter. You want to enter, and they will leave your mouth outside. Leave it there. The second F word. I call them the five sisters. Gossip, slander, backbiting, evil speaking. Lies, of course. These are the five sisters. They say it should not happen for you. It's all written in this Ephesians. Gossip, backbiting, slander, lies, and evil speaking. He said, no, you shouldn't have them. These five sisters should not be in your mouth. If they come from your mouth, it's garbage. It is garbage. The five sisters are garbage. Do away with gossiping, backbiting, with slander, with lies, with evil speaking. The person didn't offend you, but you don't like that they are making progress. So you cook up something and you spread it like a cancer. It is rotten. You not only infect people or offend the person, you defile yourself. Jesus said it. He said, it's not what goes into your belly that defies you. It's what comes out. It's not the food you eat. It's the words that come out. It's the thoughts that take root when you speak. They are the things that defile you too. Nobody would like to go and make their bed inside that bowl of the refuse collection. You won't. It's a dirty place. Not only that dirty things are coming from it, it's a dirty place. Nothing of value can stay there. Nothing. If it will enter, it will go out. It will not be compatible. The third F word. Bible calls it foolish talking. 
foolish talking. That is talks that are inspired by people that the word that the word of God calls fools. Do you know the people the word of God calls fools? Those who say there is no God. The ungodly. Hmm? He said, if your talk, your way of talking, the things you say, they are inspired by ungodly values. Say it's not good. You will see some Christians, go to their status, go online. You will see something, a, a Christian will write something and you will be wondering, ah, what's going on here? A philosophy that is clearly anti-scriptural. You will see a believer pushing it online. Oh, you are looking for likes. You are chasing clouds. Stay under the cloud. It's better there. The climate under the cloud is better. These clouds, they will go back. They follow Jesus. They went back. Who are you? They can follow you today and unfollow you tomorrow if they see somebody that is better in the industry of garbage. Oh, you don't know that garbage is an industry. Industry of garbage is very big. Very, very big. We have a lot of people there. Trading. They become millionaires. Some of them are even second-hand traders of garbage. You are not following me. When an evil talk or an evil slang comes out, some people will be the producers of it. So they are the ones pushing it out. Some, they are not the producers. They will just go and take it and do one video of the main trash talk and do their own. They will not do their own like this. You know, the, you know those videos? They will not be shaking their head. Somebody is talking trash. They know it's trash. You know the way they market pornography these days? It's very creative. And you must salute the people of this world. They are wise in their own kingdom. That's why we have to be wise as serpents and gentle as doves to be able to cope. They know ordinarily you, you don't want to watch pornography, ordinarily. But they go and look for a story that has pornographic content. Somebody slept with dog. I know it's a shocking thing. You will not ordinarily go there. But somebody who you call an influencer will pick the story, pick the video, and put it here. And he will be shaking his head. In your mind, it's not the story I'm listening to. Is I'm listening to, to the nodding of his head. No, you are watching that pornographic content. It's entering your heart. Guess what? The next time you have the opportunity, a word from that will jump from your mouth. That's the way it works. Why do you think preachers speak the word of God? Why? What is inside of them is the word of God. So it's only what is inside. You cannot give what you don't have. It's the way it works. So if you store all those foolish and filthy things, it will come out sooner or later. God help you if it doesn't come out on the altar. Mercy, Lord. This time is not going to be enough today. Padadush. How many have I given? Three? There's one more category. I think this is the king of them all. Give me back that Ephesians 5.4. It said, neither filthiness nor foolish talking. It said, nor coarse jesting. That is, forbidding jokes. That's the, third F, the fourth F word. Forbidding jokes. I'm sorry to say this. But it just shows the state of the church. We ourselves go and bring some people and put them on our altar to joke about him. To joke about this book. To joke about speaking in tongues. And we are all here laughing. He is very funny. What is funny? What is funny? Is this why Jesus died? For somebody to be mocking us in our presence and we will pay him to do it. You know why? We have too many babies in church. Babies love entertainment, you know. Babies love their toys. They just love something to tickle their fancy. They don't want to be serious. So don't go and bring preachers that will be preaching and everybody will be crying. Please, stop it. Bring somebody that, you know, you will say things. Everybody will be laughing and rolling on the floor. And we will, we will go home. Our service was awesome today. Because somebody came to make you laugh. Because we want to draw the people. Eh, okay, you draw the people. To who now? And unto what? 
It's like you have just parked a coastal bus that will go straight from church to hell. Because you brought them and you defy them. You put sapros on them. Not sozo. Sapros on them. Not salvation. You put them in that bus and paid their one-way ticket to hell. In the name of entertainment. We joke about any and everything. And we Christians, we will retweet it. We will share it. In fact, we'll be the one laughing the loudest about it. Online, we'll be the ones commenting. They are joking about church, about salvation, about Jesus, about speaking in tongues, about baptisms. And you are there laughing. If they are so creative, let them create things about the prophet of Islam. Since they are so creative, must you joke about this book? That's sacrilege. We laugh because we are babies. We share those things. We broadcast it. We serve as second-hand distributors of that garbage because we are babies. That's why we do it. It's fun to us. It's not fun to him. Somebody bled and died. And you are laughing at that skit. You are laughing at that stand-up comedy that is mocking him. Oh, it's not him. He's mocking, he's mocking you. And you are, you are laughing and pain. He's mocking you. We see all that garbage created in movies. Created in songs we like. Is it garbage? Forget the packaging. It's a communication. In blogs, in social media, we steal them. If you are serious about your life, you will focus on why the mouth was created. Please, let's go back to our anchor text. Thank you. He said, don't engage in corrupt words coming from your mouth. He said, but what is good for necessary edification? Meaning, there can be some things that are bad for edification. So the few the categories, the four F words, they are bad for edification. They don't build anybody. Those jokes, those filthy and inconvenient, irreverent, sacrilegious jokes, they don't build anybody. They don't. They don't. Rather, they tear people down. Say, but there are things that are good for edification. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. He said, Do not be drunk on wine, wherein there is excess. He said, But be ye filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms, in hymns, in spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart. Your voice doesn't have to be sweet. Just make the melody in your heart. It's a communication between you and Him. He's not hearing the notes, he's hearing the heart. You may not be able to reach that high pitch. He knows. But he knows that it's coming from the depth of your heart. It's pure worship. Revelation was speaking about the prayer of the people. That is the things that came from their mouth. He says it's like sweet incense rising before the Lord day and night. He said that is something good for edification. Psalms, they edify us. Hymns, spiritual songs, they edify us. That's what you should spend your talking time, your communication time doing. Please give us that scripture back. Time is running out. Lord, help me today. No, no, no. The anchor scripture. Thank you. What is good for necessary education? That it may impart grace to the hearer. I love this part. Many of us speak for ourselves. We speak not minding anybody. You speak to give a piece of your mind. That mind needs purging. If you can still not resist the urge to speak an F word, that mind has not been regenerated. No. It said, when you speak, it's not only you that it affects. Think about others. It said that it might impart grace to them. That your word will help them. We bless them. Ephesians 4.15. Give me 4.15. He said, but speaking the truth in love, that we may grow up in all things into him. Who is the head? Tell somebody, grow up. Speaking the truth, not with ashness, in love. I know you say, what you want to say is the truth. He said, but no, no. There is a condition. Mix it with love. Why? 
the intent of speaking is to minister grace to the hearers. Not to make you feel good. Hey, I've said my mind. God is not going to clap you for saying your mind. Even if your mind is true. What you said is the truth. God is not going to clap for you just because you said the truth. You get a reward for imparting grace to the hearers because you spoke the truth in love. As we wrap up, let me give us three ways you can fulfill these scriptures. Three ways to fulfill this scripture in Ephesians 4.29. Number one, I need you to pray that the Lord will give you an encounter that will purge your heart. If that doesn't happen first, all these things we are saying, is it what is inside that will come out? We must clean that central bank of garbage first. There is no other way. He said, put off first the old man and his works. There's one scripture I love reading. It's the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 6, if you start from verse 1. The Bible says, in the year that Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord. Then I saw his throne. I saw the royal train. I saw the angels, the six-winged angels. And somebody was shouting, holy, holy, holy. Said, and they, when they finished shouting holy, I saw myself as being unholy. <laughs> oh Lord Jesus. You don't understand what's going on. From chapter 1, Isaiah had started prophesying. In fact, Isaiah started in... Isaiah 1.1, 1, 1. he said, the vision that Isaiah, the son of Amos, received from the Lord. He was already seeing vision. He was already seeing vision. He was prophesying. In fact, by chapter 5, he was singing. I don't know when Isaiah became a psalmist. He was already singing. But chapter 6, he had an encounter and saw God in his true holiness. Kai. So I said, woe is me. <laughs> I am undone because I am a man of unclean lips. The reason my unclean lips are not cured is because I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the king, the Lord of hosts. Encounter. A revelation will change you. By yourself, you will purge out all those words. Give me, go to, keep reading to, uh, until I get to eight. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a live coal, which he had taken from the tongues on the altar. Go on. And he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away and your sin pushed. Pastor, this one weak me, like they say. Also, I heard a voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am, send me. What was he doing all along? Oh, this is a different assignment. There are some assignments God will not give you until you pass this test of clean lips. Forget it. You can be singing, you can be prophesying, you can be seeing visions. There are certain places you cannot go and represent him until your tongue, your mouth, your lips have been pushed. Until your life has been pushed. Pray that God will give you that revelation. That will change your language permanently. Number two thing after you purge is that you must put something else up. <laughs> it's not going to work if you leave it empty. Bible says if you chase out an evil spirit and the house is swept clean and there's nobody inside, they said they will go and mobilize. And they will come with spirits seven times more wicked. Say the end of that man will be worse. So you need to permit your hearts to be filled with the word of God. I think these are three P's now. P1 to fulfill that scripture is what? Pray. What did I call it? Pray. P2 is that you permit the word of God to dwell there. The word of God doesn't force himself on people. He's not a rapist. You have to open your heart. Colossians chapter 3 verse 16 and 17. It says, and let the word of God dwell richly in you in all wisdom. In all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another, just like we read in Ephesians 5, 18 and 19. He said those same things, repeat them. 
psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord, is still a matter of the heart. Last, last. Psalm 119, verse 11. He said, Thy word have I kept in my heart, that I may not sin against you. That is, your word have I treasured, that in the vault of the central bank of my heart, what you will find there as treasure is not trash, it's not garbage, it's the word of God. If you keep the word of God, the word of God can keep you. But it's not by force. You have to let it enter. Your permission is required. And it can be unnecessarily withheld. If there's no space, if you have already filled it with junk, there's no space now. Last P, you must protect that vault. That central bank called your heart. You must now protect it. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Bible says, God, God is in. Protect, secure your heart with all diligence. For out of it come the issues of life. The things that spoil life, the things that make life great. He said they come from your heart, of course, through your mouth. Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. The Bible says, think on these things. That is, filter the things that enter. Are those things pure? Are they right? Are they excellent? Are they praiseworthy? Are they lovely? Are they admirable? Are they noble? Are they true? If not, don't let it enter. Let's rise. My time is up. I want you to pray one prayer for yourself. For yourself. For yourself. Psalm 141 verse 3. The Bible says, Set a watch over my mouth. Ah, God is in my lips. Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. This is the prayer I want you to pray for yourself this afternoon. Enough of staying at this level. There are realms of glory that my word needs to see through my life. But they cannot see it in this version of me. I want to grow up. Lord, help my life. Help what comes out from my mouth. This is your prayer. I hope you are praying. I hope you are. Please pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Out of it comes the issues of life. That central bank must be filled with the word of God. And there must be garrisons. Pray that the Lord will keep you. It will keep what comes from your heart. But you have a duty to keep what goes into your heart. Thank you for listening to this message. We do believe you have been blessed. We look forward to having you worship with us in any of our services. At Foundation of Truth Assembly Abuja, opposite Aso Estate, Lube Epot Road, Abuja. Foundation of Truth Assembly, Raising Godly People.